0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome, everybody, to week four of Maction. I'm your host, former Northern Illinois Husky Mark Scafidi, right here live on the Believe Sports Network from Los Angeles. I would like to welcome everybody in for another pirate flag-waving edition of Maxion because the Western Michigan Broncos Went into Pittsburgh, Heinz Field. No, it wasn't the Steelers crowd. It was a little bit smaller than a normal Steelers game, but still beat a Power 5 opponent in Pittsburgh. The Pitt Panthers went down to the Western Michigan Broncos. We should give the customary round of applause for the Western Michigan Broncos, who bring home the biggest MAC victory of the week. Um, it was a great game by the Broncos. Um, they outgained Pitt 516 yards to 490. They had 27 first downs versus 25 first downs. Caleb LV threw for 336 yards and three touchdowns, no picks. And now if you're a Mac fan, no picks, no turnovers is the key to winning against the power five team on the road. What did they do? They got it done. Um, the running backs for Western Michigan, Sean Tyler and uh, Ladarius Jefferson, had 162 yards and three touchdowns. Folks, this is a great game by Western Michigan. Now, if you weren't watching, it was on – actually, it was on national TV via the Bally Sports Network. It was on an ACC kind of affiliate thing. But everybody who has one of the Bally Sports channels, which is used to be the Fox Sports thing, um, but now they're called Bally Sports, it actually carried in every market nationwide. So even on the West Coast, everybody got to see this game. And I was watching, Um, I didn't know it was gonna be on, honestly. Um, But it was, you know, it caught your attention because you got an upset-minded team here. And I'm like, oh my gosh, Western Michigan? They're they're up pretty good. And they're beating Pitt. I mean, they they were up by 10 when I started watching. And of course, you know, if you're a Mac fan, you're like, oh man, well, we're gonna blow this one somehow. Yeah, you know, power five team at home. Obviously, Pitt came back. But at the end of the game is where the game was won. Pitt needed a stop. They desperately needed to get the ball back in the fourth quarter. But Western Michigan converted two critical first downs and basically iced the game away. I mean, it was like all, they, all Pitt needed to do was stop the Broncos. and Western Michigan, it was imposing their will on the Pitt-Panther defense. So, a huge win, the only big win we have this week um, in terms of a MAC game. I would totally want to give all props to Western Michigan for coming back and and taking the win. It wasn't like they, you know, it was an upset miracle win. They played the game like they were going to win from the very beginning. They were leading early, they were leading late, and there was no panic in the fourth quarter. When it came down to Western Michigan needing to make plays to win the game, kind of like you would see the Buccaneers with Tom Brady. When the Buccaneers are down five points in the final three minutes of a game, I think everybody in the country now realizes Tom Brady's going to go down there and they're going to get six points. He's going to somehow do it. That's what he does. And it felt like Western Michigan was in the same boat. You're like, yeah, they're going to get this done because they're better than Pitt today. Pitt was. The heavy favorite going in, but Western Michigan showed them that they can play with them and they can dominate them when it's when the time comes. Now, granted, Western Michigan's defense, they they do give up a lot of points. So it's not like a, a total, you know, total miracle. Um, but they gave up 41 points, but it doesn't matter. They scored 44. So it was awesome. Awesome win for the Broncos. Corey Kroom's. He had 161 yards uh, receiving, eight receptions, one touchdown. Phenomenal day for the Broncos. Let's give a uh, pirate victory flag to Western Michigan. And we also had a, I want to say, an almost potential top five upset. Now, if you weren't watching Iowa versus Kent State, now the score, yeah, it it ended up being a, a blowout. But if you were watching like I was, uh, the game came down to one play, in my opinion. One play. Now, there's no reason to discuss the whole game because the whole game didn't matter. After this play, the game was over. <laughs> Honestly, it was. Um, Kent State was in the game. Uh, it was, I don't know, first and goal or second and goal. I, I forget which one, but that's not that's not relevant. Dustin Kroom took the shotgun handoff, hands it to Brian Bradford, the sophomore, who goes forward. Now, Grant, he was stuffed, but he bends backwards. He's going backwards to the ground. This is at the one yard line, maybe the half yard line, and he reaches out backwards. And you're thinking, is this guy going to reach back for a touchdown and keep the golden flashes in the game? And no, uh, he ended up fumbling the ball, and Iowa recovered it in the end zone. And honestly, that took the, the game was over right there. So one play. Iowa ranked 5th in the nation. Kent State is in the game. They are driving in for a touchdown to you know to put pressure on Iowa. I mean they were still losing. But I think they were down by 10. This would have put him down by 3. But Bradford's fumble into the end zone ended the game. I mean that was the big momentum swing. After that it was all over. No chance to recover from that. It just crushed the golden, the flashes. It was it was heartbreaking, honestly, because the whole game—the whole game basically came down to one play. I think it was in the second quarter, um, and it, it was hard. It was hard because Iowa, you know, just ran away with it after that. Uh, we had another top sixteen matchup: Buffalo versus Coastal Carolina. Um, uh, Buffalo was up 14-7. Matt Myers, thirteen-yard touchdown run with thirty-eight seconds left in the first. Hey, you're you're up seven against the number sixteen undefeated team in the nation at home. Um, it was, it was like, you know, the Buffalo was all there. I mean, Coastal Carolina is not a not a Power Five. They're not Clemson. They're not Iowa. They're not Texas A&M. But they've got a ranking, and they're undefeated. So you have everything you're looking for. Um, it was essentially like. Buffalo just ran out of time. Like, Coastal Carolina was trying to run the clock out in the fourth quarter, which, granted, everybody that's winning does that. You know, when you're winning, you want the game to be over. Um, But Coastal Carolina uh, was just barely hanging on to a thread. And Buffalo scored on a touchdown run late in the game. Uh, Marks had a touchdown with uh, what was it? Uh, it was twenty-eight seventeen. After Marks' touchdown and uh, the Williams conversion was at two forty-one left, so it was there was a chance, and Buffalo needed a stop to get the ball back, and it, unfortunately, it never came. Um, but late in the game, you got to give Buffalo credit. I mean, they were they were fighting against an undefeated, sixteenth-ranked team in the nation. Um, and, it, honestly, you can't ask for anything more than that. You're playing at home. You've got a chance to make, you know, a huge splash, a huge victory. But you just kind of ran out of time. Um, yeah, it was Kevin Marks had a seven-yard touchdown run. Um, Kyle Van Trees' two-point conversion to Williams. So, everything looked like, at that point, you're thinking, everything's going to go Buffalo's way. The Mac. I, granted, it's not a pirate flag victory, but would have been in that same caliber. Um, it just didn't happen because they ran out of time. They couldn't get the ball back. So unfortunately, uh, Buffalo did not get the win. But um, let's go through some of the other scores, which, frankly, were less than stellar. So not going to spend a whole lot of time on some terrible scores from the Mac, but you got to go through them. So Michigan 63, NIU 10, this was a bloodbath from the first quarter to the fourth quarter. It was a disaster every single way you look at it. Um, outclassed, out-hustled, they couldn't tackle. I mean, it was, just, it was terrible. So that's enough of that. <laughs> no reason to go through that again. Uh, Eastern Michigan beat up on a bad UMass team. M- UMass is terrible, everyone. So 42-28, Eastern Michigan. It's, it's an FBS win, though, so you know it, it, it counts. Um, 42-28, Eastern Michigan with the big, I mean, big, I don't know about big big win, but Ben Bryant, uh, 298 yards, one touchdown. Uh, Hassan Beidoun for hit six receptions, 101 yards for the Eagles. But it's a win. Uh, Miami of Ohio clearly overmatching Long Island University. Uh, that was 42-7 um david afari for miami had five carries seven eight yards jack sorenson five receptions 86 yards but you know it is what it is it's an overmatched team akron got out their first win of the season and who knows it might be their last the way they uh next next week sets up for akron um i'll tell you about that in a second <clears throat> akron 35 bryant 14 dj irons for akron 296 yards three touchdowns he also rushed for 136 yards and one touchdown. Kanata Mumfield for Akron had five receptions, 69 yards on a touchdown. Wyoming went 2-0 versus the Mac last week uh, in two games this season, uh, beating Ball State 45 to 12. Pretty poor showing by Ball State. They were down 31 to nothing at half and were uncompetitive in the game. Com- you know, total domination there by the Cowboys who just barely squeaked by NIU last week. So Cowboys putting up big numbers again two weeks in a row against MAC teams. Carson Steele had 13 carries, 76 yards for Ball State. But, I mean, again, it didn't matter because they were dominated. <clears throat> Colorado State, 22, Toledo, 6. Now this one, head scratcher, I mean, it's, it's dumbfounding, honestly. Toledo, almost beat Notre Dame a week ago. Notre Dame. That's right, the Fighting Irish almost went down to Toledo, and last week, Colorado State um, manhandled Toledo, didn't even give up a touchdown, so not really sure what happened here, Carter Bradley had 254 yards passing, but I mean, I I don't know, I really don't know what happened, Colorado State gets their first victory of the season against Toledo, who's now one and two. Uh, the Rockets, very disappointing, coming off the Notre Dame almost upset. Uh, Bowling Green gets a win over overmatched 1FCS, one 1AA one Murray State. Bowling Green could be their only victory of the season, 27-10. Matt McDonald, uh, 22 of 28 for 221, one touchdown. Nick Mosley, nine carries, 48 yards. And we round it out with the SEC... Uh, Beatdown of the week, LSU beating Central Michigan down in Baton Rouge. Death Valley, this one was over early and often. It was 35-7 to at the half. Chippewa was never competitive. Um, didn't, didn't really do much until the game was over, so not much to talk about with that one. Uh, definitely the Pirate Flag, Mac Victor of the week, their second. Big Mac win of the season. Definitely goes to the Western Michigan Broncos uh, for beating the Pittsburgh Panthers. Northern Illinois with the only other Pirate flag victory of the season so far when they beat Georgia Tech. Um, so <clears throat> there's a couple more opportunities, not not great ones this week, to get another big-time win. we'll start out with only because it's... Um, that first game of the day florida international against central michigan this week espn plus now last week i had to search a little harder to find some espn plus streams and i did i was able to find them if you just google free stream services you will find a way to get to these games if you don't have espn plus you can get them for free via some of the free streaming sites um that one is a morning kickoff. It's a ten-point favorite for Central Michigan. And Now coming off LSU, yeah, this is going to look a lot easier uh, at home, Kelly Short Stadium. Let's kind of we'll go angling with the Central Michigan Chippewas here to get to two and two on the season. Um, FIU. I mean, th- stranger things have happened, but you would think. It's going to be a lot easier this week for the Chippewas than it was last week against the Tigers. Maine, Northern Illinois, Saturday, ESPN3, easy to watch. <clears throat> FCS team, 1-2, uh, and two, NIU, 1-2. Um, NIU has given up a lot of points in every game. I mean, their defense has been terrible. Honestly, absolutely terrible. I mean, they're, they're, they're giving up over, over 40 points a game. If Maine scores 40 points... I, I'm assuming they're going to win the game. Um, I, it's like... NIU strange. Like, they play really well for... Now, granted, last week they didn't play well one minute of the game. So there was nothing to take away positive from that game. But the other games... I mean, the defense has been consistently bad all season. But the offense plays well in spurts. So I don't know which offense is going to show up against Maine. I would think they're going to be able to score and play well, um, they're the home favorite, so I would assume NIU's gonna win this one, but stranger things have happened so far as we've seen um, in MAC play already. Bowling Green, Miami, 9 a.m. Pacific time, so that means 11 a.m. in Minnesota, Big or ESPNU. Now, this is a heavy, heavy favorite for the Gophers, 31 point favorites. Bowling Green going in there. I don't see it happening. Honestly, Minnesota 2-1. and one, I expect them to get to 3-1 and one on the season. It's just going to be a tall ass for Bowling Green to go in there and get the W. Uh, I think, oh, I forgot. Last week, Ohio on Thursday night. I don't know how I missed that one. They played Louisiana on national TV, and they didn't play well either. They lost to Louisiana from the Sun Belt Conference down in Lafayette. This week, Big Ten Network. They're playing a bad Northwestern team who just lost to Duke at home, I think. I'm pretty sure they just lost to Duke at home. Ohio's 0 3. I think they're the most disappointing team in the Mac so far this year. I expected way more out of the Bobcats. The game's in Evanston. I'm going to go to Northwestern. I don't see Ohio rebounding. Um, based on what we've seen so far. It's, I mean, this is gonna be a Northwestern W. I don't see, I th- I see Ohio going to 0 4. Big Ten network. 11 a.m. Central. That's another. Like, some MAC games are in the Central time zone. So that one's, you know, right outside Chicago. Uh, Big Ten Network, Ryan Field, 14.5 point favorite for the Wildcats. I'm going to go Northwestern there. Miami of Ohio, CBS Sports Network, again, 11 a.m. Central time. This one's at Army at West Point in New York. Uh, Army is an 8.5 point favorite. Miami, inconsistent. I'm going to go man, with Army, 3-0. I'm going to go with the Golden Knights on this one. Army, at home, takes care of business on CBS Sports Network. ESPN Plus, this is a 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock uh, Eastern time. San Jose State going into Western Michigan. Kalamazoo, Western Michigan, a three-point favorite. So this is pretty much a pick game. Um, San Jose State, 2-1. and The Broncos, 2-1. Broncos coming off the big win against Pitt. Got to go with Western Michigan in this one. Have to. You've got to carry the momentum from a Power 5 victory. You can't have a letdown against the Mountain West San Jose State team on the road all the way from California in three time zones over. You can't have this letdown. You cannot lose to San Jose State. You've got to take care of business at home. Because, again, this is going to be an uh, early kickoff for the Spartans of San Jose State. So they're they're physically not going to be on the same time of day as Western Michigan. Go with the Broncos on this one. Three-point favorite. I, I I sure hope it's a 10-point win for the Broncos. Um, it should be with San Jose State coming in from California. Toledo, Ball State. This is ESPN Plus, a Mac game, Mac West game. Um, Ball State has uh let's say not looked good uh lately. Toledo looked good a couple weeks ago against Notre Dame and then looked really bad against um Colorado State. Toledo's a four and a half point favorite at Ball State in Muncie. So Rockets, I don't know what to expect. Honestly, if I, if this were the same team that was playing Notre Dame, I'd say, oh my gosh, Toledo's going to win big. But if this is the same team that played Colorado State, I I don't know. Um, I would say Toledo Toledo's going to win, but I have no idea which Toledo team is going to show up. Ball State has not looked terribly Impressive lately, so I'm going to go with Toledo Rockets on this one. And I, honestly, I don't know. It, that, that's a that's a tough game because both teams have are coming off bad losses. Texas State Eastern Michigan ESPN Plus. This is one two o'clock Eastern time. Ipsilani. So stream this one off one of the European sites. It's easy. You'll figure it out. Six and a half point favorite. I actually. Next week I will use I'll I'll get the streaming site I used last week and I'll make sure everyone you know but they they're some work better some weeks and some don't but I'll get a couple of them for next week. That way you can I mean or just Google them. It's pretty easy. Um, Texas State, the Bobcats, I believe, are one and two. Eastern Michigan, two one one, six and a half point favorite from eastern Michigan at home. I'm gonna go with the Eagles. The Eagles look pretty good. We haven't, I I don't know. I just have a feeling Eastern Michigan's going to get this one done at home. I believe they're a a Sun Belt team in Texas State. Um, Weather's not going to be a factor. It's still warm. It's supposed to be around 80 degrees uh, this weekend all over the the northern state still. So I'm going to go Eastern Michigan on that one. Um, Kent State rounding out the hardest non conference schedule I can think of. In recent times, uh, this week, they're back in the Big Ten at Maryland, undefeated. So, Kent State, they played an FCS school. I don't even count that. That's That was a win. They have played Texas A&M, Iowa, and now an undefeated Maryland team. The three real teams they played are all undefeated. And I have a feeling Maryland's going to continue being undefeated uh, this week. But... Kent State, I mean, they are taking the payday games hardcore to heart this year. It is an impressive schedule. If you could pull it, you know, if you could, I mean, if you could win all three of those games, you're in the national title contention with Alabama. Um, Obviously, that didn't happen. Kent State going to College Park, Maryland, 14 and a half point favorite for Maryland. I'm going to continue with the Maryland theme. I think they're going to get this one done. They'll move to 4-0. Kent State will fall to 1-3. Although that one's on Big Ten Network, so that's easy to watch. Buffalo Old Dominion. Uh, ESPN Plus. This is a 6 o'clock p.m. game in uh, Virginia, Norfolk, Virginia. Buffalo's a 13.5 point favorite. Old Dominion 1-2. and Buffalo 1-2. and I'm going to think Buffalo is going to go down to Virginia, get this one done, bring home the W, and Look for the Bulls to finish out the non-conference at 2-2. and Big Ten Network, primetime. Have no idea why this is on primetime, honestly. Big Ten Network. uh, This is Ohio State's probably only Big Ten Network game of the season, I I would think, because they normally play their games on better channels, on ESPN or Fox. Uh, Akron Zips going into the big – or the horseshoe. The line for this game, 49 points, 50 points. Let's just round up. It's 50 points. Akron, I I don't give them any chance to win this game, nothing. Sorry, Zip fans. You're playing the Buckeyes in your own state, and I think this will be over in the first quarter. I think Ohio State's going to have zero issues doing whatever they want because Akron has looked pretty poor other than when they played Bryant. Ohio State's a top 10, top 5 caliber talent team. This one has all the makings of ugly and I assume a week from now we are going to be, re- I, there's no reason to recap it if it's is how it possibly could turn out. We will just say Ohio state one. Um, but that is, uh, that is a mismatch of the ages. I think again, Buckeyes versus the zips under the lights at the shoe. I mean, I expect 105,000 people to be there at least in the first half. I mean, second half they might leave, but Akron, if you can hold at all with Ohio State, I mean, I uh, we'll we'll do the whole show and if you if you can beat Ohio State, the whole episode will be a recap of that game. You deserve it too if you can somehow beat Ohio State at home. Um so this is pretty much the last week of non-conference play for MAC teams, so our opportunities for big moment victories right now are, this is it. I mean, there might be a, a couple more straggler non-conference games here and there. But for the most part, after this week, it's just going to be Mac games, which are not normally highly publicized. They're not going to be ranked teams based on how our records are looking. Um, so let's try and get a couple of these victories on our last potential chance. Um. Because after this, it's just going to be MAC games on Saturday, and then we'll move to Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursdays later on in uh, about a month for MACtion. Um, but come back next week for a recap of how this week goes. Hopefully, we'll have a big-time victory to talk about like Western Michigan had. I am your host, Mark Scafidi, former Northern Illinois Husky. Come back on the Believe Sports Network for all of your sports podcast needs and Let's have a great weekend, everybody. We'll see you next week right here on Maction. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.